Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 351. This is your guide to the geek side, and I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by Charlie Concrud Carden. Oh my god, I'm trying to do a dance for you. Spartan Stormy. Tad and I are graduates of Michigan State University and here in lovely Michigan. And I'm not much of a rah-rah sis guy, but when I saw this shirt again and again and again, had to have it. So I got another really cool one from a different vendor that said, Michigan, a real American state. And it was like G.I. Joe, because G.I. Joe was the con focus of the uh of the show because of the, some of the guest stars we have. And I'll talk about that later. But anyway, I will talk about going to Grand Rapids comic-con and the, I actually, I hit the con crud going in. So hopefully I probably got more and I also shared some. So sharing is caring. Charlie always says. Yes. And I'm sure you shared <laughs> quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> to your fellow mm-hmm. con goers. Much of it. Yes. Much of it. Yes. Yes. So we're in the throes of November. We're coming up to the holidays very soon. It's going to be kind of a crazy experience. You know, get your shopping done, folks. All your geekly shopping, get it done. Shop local. Go to your comic book shops. And, uh, well, you know, if you're if you're thinking about spending some money, you know, if you want to give us something, give us a subscription to YouTube or podcast yes. service and rate us. That's the greatest gift you could give to the Secret French Unite, so we'd appreciate it. And, uh, and, and, and we love you back. Oh, I suppose you have to say you love us first. That's true, Trust. We'll, we'll rate you back. Yes, you're, you're yes. excellent. You're five out of five listeners. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Absolutely correct. But first and foremost, uh, with uh, our episode 351 or... As my uncle Chris described to me when he turned 30, when I was a kid, he said, when he turned 31, he said, I'm 30 with a bullet. So anytime I see a one after a number, it's with a bullet. So we are 350 with a bullet, I guess. But nothing's more bullet-like than what's happening to poor Superman in the April 1967 uh, issue of Action Comics number 351. He is getting... Uh, basically uh, kind of boob-grabbed by some guy named Zavam? Zavam the Invincible. Zavam. Now, now was this... And now, to check this dude out, he is wearing... uh, Basically, he's wearing a Hercules outfit. Uh, He's got Hercules beard without a fancy hat. Shirtless. Yeah, he's got like Achilles little uh, bodies with the wings. Yeah, exactly. But I think the most of the part of the outfit I like the most, in addition to... What essentially results to he's wearing a short miniskirt is he's wearing a belt that has basically Scrabble numbers on it, but they're di- Scrabble letters on it, but they're different colors. So it says, I'm looking here, this is like an eye chart. DXRSI spells Superman's I, Doom, I guess. I think he's like one of those characters where he has all of the Olympian powers, Charlie. So I think Zavam is like every letter. It's, like it's an acronym. Yeah, I think okay. Shazam okay. very similar, so I think it's like Zeus, uh, Achilles, something like that. Her, Z- uh, Zeus, Hermes, Achilles. V, uh, what's one that starts with a V? Oh, here Zero. it is. And his his belt, Charlie. I will tell you yeah. what that means. C oh, turned him into a Cyclops. G turned him into a Gorgon. I turned oh. him into the power of Iris. J, so they're, Jason's they're buttons. Dragon's okay. Teeth of Jason's. M gave him the power of Morpheus. O gave him Orion's shield. P gave him Pluto's cap. S gave him the four arms and swords as the Hindu god Siva. And T would allow him to become a hundred foot giant as a Titan. Wow. Dial. That is, that awesome. is 
a lot. Uh, that is a lot to unpack in a single character, which I assume did not endear uh, that we would have ever heard of again. So anyway, uh, this was something I picked quite randomly when I typed in uh, comics issue number three fifty one. We always get something interesting. So uh, this was this was just prior to the summer of love. People were doing a lot of drugs, so there you go. That's what you get. Apparently, apparently, his first appearance was three fifty one, and his last appearance was three fifty three. So yeah, oh, uh, he had a great he, run. He had an arc. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, yeah. good stuff. But speaking of amazing arcs, we have had. A hell of an arc uh, with our number one news correspondent, Madam Webb, down there at the corner of Hollywood and Vine. She has been with us, Todd. I don't know from the, maybe even from the beginning, but damn near. So it's almost seven years gone by. We've had Madam Webb, uh, in which case she has actually aged about 146 years, but we still love her. So uh, let's jump in an Uber. Let's get down to that famous corner and get the rumors and news. From Madam Web. Now it's time for Madam Web's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Web. Yes, as Charlie said, seven years. It's been very sweet. The seven years itch. So you know what? If you're thinking about leaving us, Madam Web, I don't think the the market's that great for uh, 152 year old uh, news scoops. Todd, sing it with me now. If you leave me now. You'll take away the something part of me. Todd, hit the high part. You're killing me. You're, you you disrespect Chicago that Is way. It, when we're we're headed there in just a few weeks, you're disrespecting Charlie. the band Chicago. Come on, I'm a silent siren, as I would say. That's okay. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> that was uh, that was uh, part of me, uh, Chicago. I think uh, circle uh, circa 1976. If I'm not mistaken, absolutely. Yes. Prove me wrong. There we go. We will veer from the singing portion of the show to the news part of the show. So the first story, uh, we have Disney Plus uh, Day. That came out, I believe, last Friday. Uh-huh. Um, basically, it's it's one well one year, no two year, three year mm-hmm. anniversary, two year mm-hmm. anniversary. Two-year anniversary. Yes. Yeah, time goes by. So uh, they basically announced some new content that dropped that day. Shang-Chi, they added some like IMAX, uh, uh, basically, presentation within some of those movies. They talked about um, some of the content that did drop. Like there was a Boba Fett. Uh, Mandal- was it Mandalorian or Boba Fett behind yeah, the Bo- scenes? Bo- uh, uh, Boba Fett, uh, no, it, was, it wasn't the trailer. It, but yeah, it must have been. Oh, God, now I don't know. Why you got to put me on the spot like that? We're just talking about Marvel. Uh, should we, you want to give this a quick rundown so that we don't, uh, we don't malinger too much? Sure, so, yeah. So there wasn't yeah, new, much new anything else but Marvel. Mar- this, I would say the focus of this Disney Plus was about Marvel. And so we're going to go through these new stories very quickly. Um, and the sad part was there wasn't a lot of video. It was mainly just like snapshots and behind-scene pictures. So right. a little disappointing there. Uh, but the news items are very cool. So I'll take the first one. We got X-Men 97 animated. So this is essentially continuing on with the same... Uh, cast of characters from the X-Men early 90s cartoon with some of the voice actors returning. Um, It's apparently a sequel to that series. So this could be very cool. I don't know. I mean, that show was very cool and was kind of the first part, the way the X-Men really was telling more of those stories uh, that were core to the comic books. The actual, like, actual presentation, acting, animation wasn't always the best, but it was still cool to see these characters like Cable, Bishop, Mojo, 
like on the screen for the first time. You're like, right, holy crap, right. I can do that. All, all 90s, yeah, and exactly. Just kind of, it, it was like fresh off the page, right, basically, because it's what was going on in the books at the time. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't just like, oh, we've got the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and here's Toad and Magneto or whatever. It was like, yeah, here's all the really shitty, forgettable things that you're not going to care about. But bringing that back now, what's that going to look like? Because obviously th- that show is kind of colloquially referred to as X-Men 92. So this obviously puts it five years later. What is going on? Are they going to tackle Onslaught? I mean, is it going to follow like what was happening in the books at the time? I don't know. It's interesting. Good question. I mean, they could go and touch on storylines and touch in the past. They could go in the future, do some cool things. Um, I hope the animation is better. Um, we've seen with uh, What If, the animation level is pretty, pretty good for Disney+. Plus. So right. I hope we get something that maybe touches upon that era, but is a much higher quality. So I'm excited for this. Uh, you know, And they, they used a really good meme with Wolverine looking at the picture. <laughs> the that you see everywhere. So it's cool that they're touching upon it. So yeah, this is great. This is exactly what I want Disney to do, is use all of the mediums, including animation, and this is their first X project so this you know this is very cool yeah for sure and then segueing into something that's been really big for marvel in the last probably 15 years would be the uh you know and again it was a teaser image Woo! thanks for showing us a logo of ms marvel uh which is the the uh really the first Muslim American character that we've had from Marvel of note uh, that I think we got back in 2011, maybe 2012. Um, But yeah, 16 year old Pakistani American from Jersey city uh, who becomes an inhuman by getting the Terrigen mists. Thank you. Agents of shield. Uh, And, and becomes just basically your, your fan fiction writing uh, fangirling young superhero. So, we're getting th- this is I mean we've known about this for a while. We're getting a nice young lady, Imam Vilani, starring as Kamala Khan, uh, and this is even going to transition into the films on down the road with the Marvels crossing her over with Carol Danvers' character, and then if I'm not mistaken, uh, the character of Spectrum slash Photon played by Monica Rambeau that we met in uh wandavision so this is awesome again todd and i not the core demographic for this but it's good to see them again kind of reaching a step beyond things that are animated and then not quite getting up to the movie level but having a you know very relatable character like miles morales that can reach out to a broader audience i think this is awesome yeah very very cool very beloved along with miles morales probably the the two biggest new characters that marvel's introduced in the last 15 to 20 years so very very cool seeing that uh then we got our first look at moon knight uh, oscar isaacs uh it's going to be interesting to see how they pull this off uh moon knight is a very unique character the 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 plot they take is it the most modern take which is he's kind of insane uh, right. Will it tackle that? Will it kind of go through that route? Will it tackle more of the original origin, which is Mark Spector? He was kind yeah, of a mercenary for hire. Yeah, so, yeah Soldier of Fortune. Uh, we'll put Oscar Isaac right back in the desert, like in Dune. So maybe they won't even have to move the production. Well, that wasn't a Disney movie. But anyway, you get my point. Uh, yeah, this would be fun. Yeah, because, yeah, the more recent take on Moon Knight, like you said, is that he's a whack of a do. A lot of the things that he pictures, you don't know if they're real. You don't know if he's just nuts. But in his heyday in the 70s and the 80s, he was part of the West Coast Avengers. He was very mainstream. But I know in the Avengers recently, he tried to, you know, uh, launch uh, overthrowing the Earth by turning into a modern Egypt. So this character has done a lot of uh, a lot of this. So I'm, I, I, too, am very curious to see what they choose to embrace. 
Yeah, he's got a lot of ties to the what we would call the the Marvel Midnight Suns era with right, the right, right, right. Night, uh, mm-hmm. Blade, uh, those characters, and we know Blade's coming, so maybe that's a linkage we could see the supernatural element side coming to there. So that'd be very cool. Uh, then Charlie, we got uh, we got a first look at She Hulk. So the cool part was I did finally find like the video yes. teaser that they showed, fifteen seconds, yep. where we've got Jennifer Walters. Uh, they they show at the beginning embracing the eighties for some reason. But why not? We then see her with Mark Ruffalo as a little girl. Mark Ruffalo mm-hmm. is explaining about his powers. And we know in the comics that uh, Bruce Banner uh, gave her a blood transfusion. And that's how right. she became the Hulk. So this one's right. a little different. I don't know if it'll follow that or not, because Hulk, how long has, has Mark Ruffalo been the Hulk? I mean, or the Hulk been uh, in there about yeah. 10 years? Yeah, o- over 10 years chronologically by this point, because he he he, yeah. took, he took over the role in, in the Avengers in 2012, and now time frame we go back wise, to Ang Lee? Do we go back to yeah. Ang Lee's Hulk is like the we, initial view? We we most certainly, yeah, but we've got the, the absolutely superb Tatiana Maslany, mm-hmm. who was in Orphan Black, a show that my wife was crazy <laughs> about. Um, but they're also bringing back Tim Roth, which beyond his cameo in Shang-Chi, we've not seen since uh, the Ed Norton uh, Incredible Hulk movie, which was in mm-hmm. 2008. So this is a character yeah. who's been, you get the feeling he's been in some top security prison or something like that, but we will find out. So this is cool. And we will get this in. Oh, lo and behold, 2022. Thank you for that drilling down and giving us that specific information. Super, And it's helpful. a comedy too. That's going to be very interesting. Right. So it's going to totally. be a 22 minute comedy because most comedies are 22 minutes. So uh, could that could be interesting. Yeah, I think so. All right. What do we got next? Uh, what if season two announced we knew this was coming? We'll get probably a continuation of that storyline, maybe, or they'll do completely new stuff. So we'll see how that goes. Um, totally. Charlie, then we got an Echo series announced. So Echo is a unique character, part of the Daredevil uh, char- cast of characters. I'm not as familiar uh, with the character. Yeah, maybe no. Hawkeye. Maybe Hawkeye. I, yeah. Is part of that? yeah, that's a character I just am not as familiar with. Right. But uh, Maya Lopez will star as... Uh, Lockwa Cox. Right. Lockwa Cox is starring as Maya Lopez. Right. Kind of backwards. It, well, why not? Uh, and the character will drop in Marvel Studios Hawkeye, which we're getting, I believe, in a couple of weeks. It comes out this month, doesn't it? Isn't it just after Thanksgiving? Uh, it's December. Yeah, it's, it's uh, actually, yeah, you're right. It's it's uh, right before Thanksgiving. So, yeah. So, we'll ne- so next week. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, this will be cool. the adoptive daughter of the Kingpin. Oh, based on okay. the description. So yeah, I have absolutely no frame of reference. So I am all in on that's this. A, that's so could they be bringing in the kingpin, which then leads you into the daredevil, which we're going to talk about later? So uh, but, uh, but, but, uh, don't get ahead of yourself. But the one, okay. the next thing I I will talk about is an. I was curious about this an animated series, and this will be very big one for my son Jackson, who absolutely loves the MCU. Uh, Spider-Man portrayal by Tom Holland animated series called Spider-Man freshman year, which I, uh, my imagination tells me will be Peter Parker uh, pre superpowers leading into the famous spider bite uh, and even potentially meeting uncle Ben. That That's going to be my guesstimation um, because when we met Peter in civil war, I don't want uh, a pre origin story. Oh, I know. And doing, sp- I, I want him before he joined the Avengers. That's all I want. I, I know Todd, but you know, you know what Disney doesn't care about what you think. Sorry. I, it had to be said. How will I know how uncle Ben dies in this? Version? Exactly. <laughs> uncle Ben dies. And that, yeah, you're right. That's one of the things that I'd like the most about, 
the Tom Holland version is that we yeah. didn't have to be clubbed over the head with, and Uncle Ben died, and with great power. Burr, 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 burr. I agree with you, but you know what? Nobody really cares what we think. Nobody cares about things related to the MCU, what people who read comic books think. We are the anachronist. We are the dinosaurs. Nobody cares about what we think. He makes his debut as a sophomore in high school. That that was the vibe I got. Because um, if it's his that, freshman year, then it's it's not going that far back. Right, exactly. It's, it's one year, and if I'm remembering kind of how things were described in Civil War, he'd been doing the Spider-Man thing for maybe six months, so yeah. maybe he got his spider powers in sophomore year. So this could be totally un-Spider-Man. Sorry, Todd. Uh, this might be this might be a skip for you. I, I understand that. Well, and, and it's there's been tons of uh, of Spider-Man comic uh, cartoons. There's been a ton on Disney. Uh, was it Disney XD or whatever they called it back in the day? They had all new Spider-Man, Ultimate Unlimited Spider-Man. They've had a million Spider-Man cartoons. So those are are ones that I'm just like, eh, I could probably skip a Spider-Man cartoon because there's just been so many of them, um, which you. is interesting because, you know, we had the animated Spider-Verse, which I absolutely loved. And that's Sony is running that. So it's interesting how they can do certain things like this version of Spider-Man. I guess they get to play with, but they could yeah. still have a Spider-Man cartoon regardless, because I think it's only the live action stuff. But I don't know. It's all confusing, Charlie. I, I understand what, you're, what is not confusing. And what I think is pretty cut and dry is this next one. Uh, a series of animated shorts uh, called I Am Groot following Baby Groot's glory days growing up. This is the... <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the snake eating its own tail. Uh, we got Grogu or Baby Yoda from Disney for the Mandalorian. Uh, before that, we had Baby Groot. Baby Yoda comes along, kicks Baby Groot to the curb now. Baby Groot is trying to claw his way back. Uh, so that's what I feel like this is. Doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy it, but it just seems it just seems kind of transparent to me. The way that I look they at had, it. I mean, I don't know. They, yeah, they had a series of shorts with Rocket and Groot. I believe on Disney XD as well. They're very cute. Oh, okay. uh, they look like young characters. So very cute. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I expect this to be more like the Baymax or what was it? The I'm Forky, just these shorts that are perfectly fine. Absolutely correct. And uh, segueing into the next one, uh, the debut of Dominique Thorne as Rory Williams. Ironheart uh, is going to be a genius inventor who picks up a uh, Iron Man like mantle in the absence of Tony Stark. So th- this is the, th- she's probably the most, one of the more recent characters, because again, it kind of oh, yeah. skipped. It kind of skipped the period of time in the early, you know, twenty teens when I was getting back into reading comics. She was after that, and I missed it. So I know, like a little, I know, kind of like little bits and pieces. Um, but and a young African American girl, again, you know, reaching for a wider demographic, finding new uh, new viewers and new ways to touch people. So very smart. Uh, for Disney, and this is going to be a live action program, and probably well, it is live action, right? Did I just make that up? It sounds it that way. And sh- and she's going to actually be in Black Panther two, which oh, I think go. the link will be when T'Challa and Wakanda open those like um, charter right. schools. I think that's right. where she's going to come into play. Like she attends okay. one of those. She gotcha. gets some technology, potentially Wakanda technology, and because she's like Siri, where she's kind of like a genius with technology, that's how it comes right. about. Yeah. Did you say she's like Suri? Don't you mean like like Shuri? Oh, Shuri, not Suri. Yeah. Okay, it makes no, a lot more don't, sense. Don't say that too loud, or you'll make uh, you'll bring about the, uh, the 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 goddess of tech. But yeah, if, so, I, uh, if I if if I turn my watch the wrong way, it does that because I have an Apple Watch. But anyway, yes. Uh, next, we have Todd. Go ahead. I've been, yeah, I've been so blabbering. This is actually one of the new ones. This is actually a Catherine Hans coming back for Agatha House of Harkness. I don't know what this is. 
Uh, obviously, last time we saw her, she was trapped. We got her origin story before, so I hope we're not getting more origin story. I hope we're actually getting the next stage and seeing her escape and having more hijinks, because I think that would be a lot of fun. Absolutely, yeah. I, I've always enjoyed Katherine Hahn as an actress. Uh, everything she does is pretty great, from drama to largely comedy. Uh, and yeah, no, I look forward to this. Todd, brace yourself for the fact that if it's a, about her, you'll probably see some stuff from her past, like a prequel. But just grit your teeth and know that it will eventually get back to. As long as it's just flashbacks, that's yes, I'm fine with, with that. Well, you know, with those, there always seems to be at least one full episode that's set in the past. So just. Grit your teeth. It'll be okay. Uh, Marvel animated Marvel zombies, obviously spinning off from the season one episode of what if is going to be a whole series. Um, interesting. You know, we kind of got the gist of it. I feel like from the what if episode. So where do you think this would really go? That does, that didn't get covered. Like kind of what happens after that episode ends, maybe. Maybe. I mean, there was a whole line of comics, different uh, variations yeah. where maybe they don't stick too close to the MCU stuff. And they say, what did they do in the comics? And could they bring in some characters we've never seen before? Which I think would be appropriate now with what if opening up the doors versus just sticking to the MCU people we know. Right. Absolutely. All right. And then to take- everybody like, almost didn't ever get eight anyways. <laughs> well, pretty yeah. The, 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 we had just a handful of people that even got away, and that well, then you found out that in you know Zombie Wakanda, you had Zombie uh, Thanos with the with the glove. So yeah. kind of kind of bad stuff. Kind of bad stuff, my friend. Yeah, and lastly, last story is there was a first look at Secret Invasion. Once again, the show's coming up with Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn, and we don't know a whole lot about this again, uh, but it should hopefully lead into a bigger galactic presence of the Skrulls, maybe the Kree as well. Uh, we'll see. But once again, we're in 2022, 2023, maybe even right. 2024 cat, uh, territory now with a lot of this content. So just, I mean, after uh, Hawkeye, we're not getting anything again until like the next movie, I think until May. Right. Yeah. Sounds that way. Yeah. Yeah, Cause our next movie is, is it, is our next movie, Dr. Strange. I believe so. And that's moved out to May. I believe when they kicked everything down the, you know, down the, the way. So yeah, we're waved away uh, for uh, more Marvel content following Hawkeye and Spider-Man. So, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of where star Wars is right now. Cause they're, they're in this gray spot. Uh, and, and, is a great segue, Charlie. Ah, that's you're welcome. Story. You're welcome. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, there are rumors which seem to be where there's smoke, there's fire that is leading us to hear that essentially Rogue Squadron now has been indefinitely shelved. Creative differences between Star Wars, uh, the, the leadership there, and the creators and creative types. We're also hearing the same thing with Ryan Johnson's project, which mm. Ryan Johnson, good director. Um, don't know if he's always the best fit for Star Wars, but he was going to get to do his own thing, which I think was probably the best thing for him anyways, because he's a very creative guy and he does some really cool stuff. Um, but getting him in the middle of a trilogy where, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's kind of doing segues and, and loop-de-loops. And then it's like, oh, by the way, here's all the stuff I did. Have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> so, and, Charlie. And, and yeah. we appreciate it. Thank you so yeah. much. And Kathleen Kennedy, her contract was just extended through 2024. So all of these things, were the rumors we're hearing is the Star Wars team is a micromanaging bunch. 
Like right. they want to manage every bit of the story. They want to do those things. And what do creative people like to be? Uh, you know, do they like to have freedom or do they like to be micromanaged? Oh man, who doesn't enjoy being micromanaged? I'm not even that creative, but being micromanaged is my absolute favorite thing. Just kidding. It's the thing I hate the most in life. So there you go. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. We we had the Weiss and Beninoff guys from Game of Thrones. Their project apparently canceled or they decided, oh, that's right. They signed a contract with a different company to do something. So we also know they've had pa- uh, problems in the past with directors being fired that were attached to projects. So I would say when it came to Star Wars and the movies versus maybe Disney Plus and the TV element, they're just not doing well. The movies kind of uh, from a profit standpoint and in box office standpoint, have just declined every with every movie. And they ended on kind of a controversial note with um, the rise of Skywalker. So at that point, I don't know if they're just being really conservative and want to make sure they get it right, but not having one of your biggest franchises have a movie presence potentially for almost five years. That's a red flag. And Disney's got to be saying, We'd like a billion dollars, please, for each movie we bring out, please. You think so? Yeah, we do kind of like that. So, yeah, I just, uh, I, you know, I shake my head at the whole Kathleen Kennedy thing. Uh, another side part of this uh, is that her contract has been extended, so she's going to continue to be around for another few years. Um, and I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm really looking for I, – I, I was greatly enthused earlier this year when we got this huge slate of projects, and they just seem to be drying up. So it scares the shit out of me that – Star Wars has completely left the moviescape. Um, so, you know, like you guys say in sports, when you have a rebuilding year, but how many years are we really looking at? That's what that's what I'm freaked out about. So, I don't know. Absolutely. And Star Wars is a movie franchise. Right, exactly. As opposed to yeah. Star Trek, which is a TV franchise. And so, it's had its best success on TV, where when they try to stick it in the movies, and I don't necessarily think... Star Wars has failed at that as much as maybe Star Trek has, making the back-and-forth transition. But there have certainly been some pretty forgettable Star Wars on TV that you and I have debated. You mm-hmm. know, you were not, you hate the clone stuff. I'm a little willy-nilly. I didn't really care for Visions. It was different, but it was very niche. You know, so I, I don't know. I don't know. But it is very disheartening to me to hear that the movie project, and in particular, I know that that Mark and I talked about this on the last episode of HC. Uh, we were both super fired up for Rogue Squadron because we are big X-Wing, you know, X-Wing Rogue Squadron kind of guys. So that really bummed me out. So, you know, I'm hoping for something better. But if we're holding out for another, you know, two, well, just two years until Kathleen Kennedy goes bye-bye, I mean, maybe that's what it's going to take. I don't know. But I, I, to myself, feel like, like you said, when there's smoke, there's fire, that I think she's part of the problem. I don't know. It's And it's a shame because right now Disney Plus is not allowing, it doesn't seem like they're allowing Star Wars projects to go beyond uh, the sequel trilogy. So like actually expanding beyond what we currently know. They've been sticking in a familiar realm as Star Wars has has just done that's star Wars seems like it's more focused on the past lately than going forward. They've only had one series that's really gone forward with the Mandalorian. And then uh, obviously the sequel trilogy and we're going to get book of Boba Fett, which is still though now laying it's still staying within the boundaries of what they've established. Nothing new is coming. So I guess if the movies are going to be the only thing that push uh, the star Wars into the future, that's a little frustrating for fans that want to see what's next versus let's 
relook at what we've explored and bring out the little details, which I know people, the, the real fans love that stuff, but the more casual fans like myself, it, right. that's what I want. Cause I don't need to know every detail about a character. Um, I want new characters that are exciting. I want my next, I want the next character I'm introduced to be my favorite. So, right. Todd's always looking for the, the new slice. Uh, and speaking of, Speaking of a uh, well, we got a couple of slices, but we got a tracer uh, tra- uh, trailer for Stranger Things season four. Which uh, do we actually know when this is coming out? Is this stated? Or are we just are we just? See, yeah, it's, I think it's summer twenty twenty two. Now is it's that's when they finally came out with their their date. You know, the last trailer they had was this. You know, and obviously this was a tee up to what we saw in the previous trailer was they're going into a haunted house uh, or an abandoned house that there were flashbacks in it. There was something, a grisly murder happened there and the house was abandoned. And so that was the trailer we saw two or three months ago. And now we have this, you know, 11 is, is living it up. She honest to God looks like she's living in the subdivision from poltergeist, which is a bad thing or ET. Cause I think it was the same subdivision or at least it looked the same, you know, something from the San Fernando Valley without a doubt. Uh, so she's in California, blah, blah, blah. There's a beach boy song playing and she's talking about, Oh, I get to, she's writing Mike a letter and I get back to see you. So kind of a pointless framing sequence because I get the feeling it'll just be a little piece of what's going on. Uh, and then kind of the, the main thrust of what we're going to see has a lot to do with what we saw in that prior trailer, but the last 15 seconds of this were run and gun. And you get to see Joyce, uh, the, you know, the mom played by Winona Ryder again. And so, uh, yes, kind of a, a soft segue into what's going to be, uh, some killer, uh, killer stuff going on. So, but again, Todd, we talked about this last time. When was the show last on three years ago? Longer? Was it two and a half? It would have been twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen was when okay. It came out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what that's what it feels like a lot of shows were on for the last time, but absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, delays, COVID, we know that was gonna happen. Yeah. And Stranger Things was a show that um and you also think, oh, Halloween, that's when the show came out, but it's gonna come out summer twenty twenty two, which is fine. I, I I like a good summer show, so I'm excited for this. I like the fact that it right. opened California, they played with a trope there, but it's all about right. getting the team back together because they left hawkins uh at the end of the season so um yeah we'll see where this goes i don't think this i think they have one more season after this contractually but who knows but i like the show a lot right oh i totally agree and as i said probably worthy of a rewatch because i feel so divorced from it that the show came out in 2015 2016 originally so that is a really you know five years is a long time in this modern you know pace of of the entertainment world so so i'm certainly curious so uh yeah this will be good one thing todd i get the feeling is not really a big juice for you is a rumored return of the netflix daredevil character todd that you were not a fan of this program as i recall unless i'm very much mistaken no i like the first season and then i watched this they're watching some of the second season i'm like feels like they're just hitting the same story beats right then season three came back and they brought back the kingpin i'm like we feel like we're hitting the same story beats and then right. they linked it all to the punisher which i'm like i don't really care for the punisher as a character um right. what they did with electra yeah i liked i liked um I, I did like jessica jones i liked luke cage a lot i thought iron fist was the worst thing i've ever seen oh like, yeah it, it felt like a marvel dynasty show like they're gonna start slapping each other putting right. drinks in their face <laughs> right right uh, and now uh, jessica jones was was fantastic and that's a favorite yeah. of my wife so we really enjoyed that but yeah the whole netflix uh dark mcu averse was was really a mixed bag but 
Uh, yeah, you know, there have been rumors that, you know, in the cut of that, that first trailer, that first trailer, which we're going to talk about the second trailer for Spider-Man uh, No Way Home here in a moment, that like, oh, this lawyer who's in the, in the, in the squad room with Peter Parker, but he's being, it, it's, that's, that's Matt Murdock. Uh, whatever. Who's to say? You know, I mean, that whole movie, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be about universe crossing. Uh, so does that mean that we're going to see uh, a return of this? Uh, I don't really feel like this rumor has a ton of legs. Um, so, yes, the original scooper. So, Ty, you might have given us some clickbait here. So I might I might have to I might have to call your you favorite it, website, so. though, Charlie. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I, look, just because it's not from IGN. Doesn't mean you got to be putting down comic book news. I like comicbook.com. Comicbook.com. Well, there you go. Well, it's from there. So I, I, yeah, there I, so you're hoisted by your own petard. But, um, I, I think though that, that I've always said, I don't think the Netflix shows fit the feel of the MCU. Yeah. They were part of it, but it was the, 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 what the Ike Pullmutter, uh, Jeff, Jeff, uh, not Jeff Bezos. No, Jeff, Jeff Lebb. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jeb Marvel Lab, yeah. era. Yeah, when it was yeah. not combined, I don't think Kevin Feige is going to bring characters in that he did not have a hand in creating. So right. what I would expect to see is we just use the snap, the multiverse of madness, whatever you want to call it, to bring in his version of Daredevil that fits better that they can play with those characters again. Just like maybe we'll get a different version of the Inhumans, maybe we'll get a different version of Cloak and Dagger. You know, all these characters that kind of went and got a different version of Runaways, maybe. Right. Uh, very, very, now, Runaways I enjoyed, but again, no con- no connectivity. So there's no exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping, because I hate to have characters wasted just because they didn't do too hot or they have some legacy right. baggage. I'd like to see them revamped and brought in. Legacy baggage. I think you just named the episode Legacy Baggage. Write it down. Legacy baggage. We all have it, Charlie. We all have legacy. Baggage. Oh my God! Speaking of legacy baggage, run amok. It runs oh, amok. Nice. Nowhere more so than the the second. Uh, I don't even know what to say with the left. I mean, most movies get potentially get three trailers, so there could be have another one coming. But Spider Man uh, No Way Home, which highly anticipated by again my son Jackson, who's absolutely crazy about the Tom Holland Spider Man. Uh, that we're seeing, you know, in previous trailers, we've seen that. Uh, Peter Parker, with his identity as Spider-Man revealed publicly, uh, seeks desperately to undo that. So he seeks out Stephen Strange, who might be Mephisto, or that's what people are trying to say. The spell gets screwed up. The walls between multiverses get lowered. And this trailer really gives us, again, we got a tease of Alfred Molina as uh, Otto Octavius, which the <laughs> my favorite part of this was he... Uh, Peter with with Ned and, and MJ by his side say, all right, what's your name? And they're confronting Alfred Molina. He says, Dr. Otto Octavius. And they all snicker. They go, okay, what's re- really what's your name? Uh, because it is a really stupid sounding name. So I like, I, I enjoy the the fun poking uh, that they're able to do it themselves. But uh, this looks great. It also gives us a nice full peek at Willem Dafoe's return as the armored Green Goblin, which I never cared for. Uh, we're getting a tease of Jamie Foxx as Electro, which I absolutely hated. And Tom, well, we don't see Thomas Hayden Church per se, but we do see that the Sandman is a part of it. I thought really the Sandman right behind Doc Ock was the best thing villain-wise that we had to offer. I think from the the Toby in that Spider-Man movie, part. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah well, well, in that in that in that trilogy, I think you know because the Green Goblin was awful. Uh, I hated, uh, well, in, no, in the, well, what, in the second movie, we only had Doc Ock, and he was fantastic. It's just Doc Ock, yeah. Yeah, but in the third movie, we had, uh, we had James Franco. 
Yeah, James Franco as Goblin plus a shitty Venom. And then we had uh, we had Sandman. Sandman. Sandman was great. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think this is going to be a great capper. Um, and this is Tom Holland's last hurrah, if I'm not mistaken. Is he kind of on his way out? I don't think so. It's just probably his original contract, which you know, which means gotcha. yeah, which, uh, Sony which means, is using yeah, him well. in Uncharted. I'm guessing it's just a matter of time. I mean, he resigns. It's in everybody's best interest because everybody a, really loves this character, right? Every triumphant return, so he'll get lured back. It happens all the time. I mean, you know, Chris Evans has obviously made some noises about finding ways yeah. to come back. So anyway, yeah, action packed week with a lot of news. So that's crazy, but we got through it all and served it up for you. But now the time has come to signal that same Uber again. Hopefully, we've not gone up to surge pricing because we got to get down to the skeevy neighborhood uh, in Scuzztown, where the, where we visit our favorite station for libation. That would be the Geek Easy uh, to talk about what we're digging on. So let's do it now. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy. The drinks are poured. Music's playing in the background, and we are ready to get our geek on. So, Charlie, yes, I know you are uh, sitting in your britches, excited about Comic-Con. You've had two things happen. I guess now you're kind of on the down low until we go to Chicago. Uh, yeah, no, actually, we don't have any shows uh, for until potentially February, definitely March. We're going to have a show down in Indiana. But yeah, I, uh, you know, I've talked about, obviously, uh, over on Code 47, which kind of launched around uh, my participation in the Star Trek International Fan Club here in West Michigan. The USS Grand Petoskey is our chapter. Uh, we've been doing shows for, I would say, two years now, but really it's one year and then a gap year, which was 2020, and now we're kind of back at it. But um, we did a show a couple of weeks ago in Lansing, Michigan, where Todd and I went to school called How to Halloween. My friend Jerry puts it on. And then we came back to what I colloquially refer to uh, as all the people kind of under my command in my club as the big dance. That would be uh, Grand Rapids Comic Con's main event. They did a summertime event, which is actually supposed to be in the spring, but it got delayed. It will be happening again in April. And because I'm not around, actually, one of my people is going to run it. Uh, but this was the big dance. We had a nice, beautiful space. Uh, we had the captain's chair back, which we've had at, at, at our, our three big events that we've done so far. But one of the guys in my club, Dale, great older guy, very handy guy, actually built the helm nav console that go that sits in front of Captain Kirk's chair. It was a huge draw. And, and our whole goal, I work with my partner uh, Donovan in his uh, Michigan Unlimited photography. Donovan was the one that built the chair to raise money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Michigan. And uh, my pitch is always that uh, my son Parker, who I've talked about in the past, he, he, he died last year. He was very sick his entire life uh, with, uh, with, with an illness he was born with. Before he passed away, he and my son Jackson uh, went to Disney World with their mother uh, and Make-A-Wish took care of that trip. So I, I feel very indebted to them. I feel uh, that I want to give back. Uh, and so between uh, folks donating by getting their picture taken with their friends and what have you uh, in front of the chair, and then a separate uh, you know bin that we just had for regular cash donations, we raised over $300 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Michigan to help other families do that. Uh, in addition to that, we just had a great time talking to people about Star Trek. Uh, I always set up a little viewing area where I have a, a, an episode or a movie playing. Um, my friend Jerry, who again, we ran the, uh, you know, we were in his How to Halloween show. He had built for me, uh, just as a loner, a plexiglass case 
with uh, Hallmark Star 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 Trek Hallmark ornaments glued to the top. So there's like a couple of Enterprises, the Borg Cube and stuff. And it, there was an answer key at the bottom, but I put that on the side of my booth, which was in the aisle. And as people walked by, I sucked in more people than that. It was the most attractive thing in my booth. So it got more people in. I got them over to April. You know, she and I do a one-two punch. I do the sales pitch. She does the signing up. We probably picked up about 25 new members to our club, which puts us at almost 100 people in our club, which is the largest really almost anywhere in the entire organization, which just blows my mind that if you get out there and you engage people, people love to talk about Star Trek. So it's, it's really crazy. Um, I did, I worked a toy show with a friend of mine. She and I both caught a cold the weekend before, and she was there working with another booth. We were both super sick. I was wearing my mask. I got April sick later on. We're still sick right now. I'm getting over it. April's not quite. So the con crud letdown is, is at a maximum level. So I, but I, I am happy to settle into things. We've got Thanksgiving next week, and then we're obviously into the remainder of the holiday season. So it'll be nice to have a little break. But there's no break from Star Trek because for the first time in, geez, since 1999, we're going to have two Star Trek series on the air at the same time, albeit on different networks, which is actually the way it was back in the 90s with Deep Space Nine uh, and Voyager. Now we have uh, Star Trek Prodigy, which is the kids program, which is now going into its fifth episode. Very entertaining. Todd, have you watched any of it? Uh, I watched the first episode, uh, which would have been the two episodes. No I, kidding. I'm glad. Oh, I'm yes. glad to hear. And, and I'm sure well, you'll, ne- just, you'll just, never watch I again. I keep forgetting it's out. So I'm like, oh, I can watch more of that. So I know. Just, and that's not you. Mind. You know what? You let a couple build up and you're good. It has to pop up when you. That's just the thing of the app world is you have to bring the app up for it to remind you that it's out there. You know, but at any rate, we're recording on a Wednesday. This episode will drop on a Friday. So the Thursday in between, which is tomorrow, we will get the first episode of Star Trek Discovery Season 4, of which I already have a uniform, uh, which I did wear uh, not only uh, for a photo shoot back in September, but I wore it at How to Halloween. I also wore it over the weekend at Grand Rapids Comic Con. Um, It's exciting. It's kind of continuing the thread from last season. Todd, you, you're up to date on Discovery because you're a big yeah, fan yeah, of the show. I will yeah. probably have to have to watch a like what happened, like the recap because it's been a while. And so I right. need to get a, a nice reminder of yeah, and, last season. And I, yeah. I, I think we blasted through for, for Code 47 when I had Rich and Aaron on. We did um, we did the, the three seasons of Discovery in a row because we just really wanted to talk about it. So I've watched it more recently. But even that was probably six months ago. So I understand where you're coming from. Um, it's very exciting. We'll watch it first thing in the morning. April and I are early risers. We like to put the show on right away. It is bittersweet, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in the Thunderdome because the show uh, will only be available due to um, some licensing deals in North America, so in uh, in the USA and Canada. So, uh, or I think the USA and Canada. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure where it's going to end up. So, uh, kind of sad about that. I, I feel bad for all of the international Star Trek fans out there. Um, I feel even worse for people who have started the change.org petition to do something about it because, how do we, because we've, we've talked at length how uh, it's funny. I commented on something on one of the Star Trek groups and someone who I didn't know say, man, those petitions are, aren't even worth the paper. They're not printed on. It's absolutely true. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I know. Right. It was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I've never been spoken. Yes. I know that was, I, I wish I could shake that guy's hand because that was, it nailed it. So, um, We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the Geeky, yes. or excuse me, the Thunderdome is going to be our topic. But uh, for any international fans who are hearing the sound of my voice, I feel for you. 
Uh, I encourage you to not give into the dark side of piracy because we, uh, as a podcasting network and as a, as a Facebook community, do not support piracy. So you will not hear Todd and I ever advocate that. I hope you resist. I'm very sorry that you're not able to watch the show. And I, I have my hopes for you that that will change. There, there are ways legally to watch. Well, VPNs. You pay for the service. You still have to pay for the service, but allows you to watch things internationally, which I think is still you're giving them money. But it's just saying, hey, I I want to subscribe to you. I I, I may not reside in this country, but I want to subscribe to your service in in another country. I'll pay the money. It's just a way to do that because, you know, we live in a global economy now and it's very hard, especially like expats, people that are from the U.S. who maybe have moved or military people that are deployed. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. come on, look them up. So th- there are ways to to do that legally, but that's another topic for another discussion. So, right. but we'll talk True. about all of that stuff in a second. Um, sure. We'll uh, hit on uh, things that I've been watching. First one's called Arcane. Uh, so this is a new animated series on uh, Netflix, and they have really gone to strides to create their own animated uh, programming. Uh, so this one's different because it's a property I don't know very well. When I saw the trailer, I thought this would look really cool. It's based on the League of Legends video game, which is a game I don't play at all. But they have these unique characters they've created, and now they're like, well, we want to tell stories with them. So I'm like, this is how you do it. You put them in another medium, and this is what they've done. So I would say this is a property that's based in this world where it's kind of steampunky, kind of magic-y. Um, but it's a really cool story about these these people that are just trying to survive in like this the slums of the the lower class, and they basically opens up with these thieves trying to heist something from the the upper crust, and it goes awry. Of course, it's these these three teens. The heist goes wrong. Then they have to skip away. They they make a mess, and they go back down to their their hideaway where they're. I guess their mentor, where you can call him, runs a bar, but he also does some skeezy stuff on the side. Nice guy, and he has to clean up the mess. So it kind of starts off there, but there's more to the story as you see it uh, really develop. Um, so I know nothing about the, the the video game, but the series is actually really well done. Good voice talent, great animation style. I love it, um, and I hope it would be used by other properties because I think it just works really well. It's a good mix, Charlie, of like if Rebels and Clone Wars had better animation in regards to flexibility, fluidity. It didn't look so stiff in the better facial movements. It didn't look more cartoonish. This one looks like more realistic in a way in regards to their facial features, nothing like that. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, the world's cool. Uh, acting was really good. And I don't know where it's going, but I'm really intrigued how it ended on a cliffhanger. It's like six episodes, maybe 10. But I really liked it. So it's very cool. Um, and I even told... Um, Katie, who has been on the show, um, mm-hmm. I, I, she, I know she's a huge animation fan, So, I, and, and she's actually a fan of the game. So I'm like, okay, well, I said, check it out. She was, oh, I'm a fan of the game. I'm like, well, then you'll love it because I think it's really cool. So check out Arcane. Oops. <laughs> there goes my light. I got a little excited there. Sorry, let me let me fix this. My quit, quit, I'm, in a, quit, I'm in a different room today. So quit, quit, it's a little quit, funky. Quit slapping. Quit slapping. Yes. Yes, I got really excited. No, I'm in a different room today because Logan wanted to play with his friend on, on gaming and he didn't want to make a lot of noise. So I'm in the old place I used to record. So we have that. But nobody knows it because of your colorful background. We don't know That's we don't know where you are. You could be anywhere. You could be you could be sitting in your car. We don't know. I'm on the toilet as we speak. Let me flush. Oh, why not? Uh, whoosh. Yes. Oh. Kid, I'm coming out. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Do not go in there. Woo! 
or it'd be Doc. I'm coming out because I guess it's the sound that the uh, DeLorean makes. There you go. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, next show I've been talking about is actually another animated series, but this one's on Hulu, and this is based on a Marvel property, which is really surprising. I didn't even know this dropped, so I remember like, oh, Hit Monkey. Yeah, I ended up seeing something about it. I'm like, I was vaguely familiar with the character because it was a build a figure in marvel legends but like 10 years ago so it was before i was collecting but it was just i was starting so i'm like what the hell is it it's like here's a little arm and here's a little leg and here's a so it's like some kind of hit monkey hit like hitman sentient monkey so anyway you talk about it yeah so this one is on hulu so it's adult it's like the mojo show or sorry mojo the modoc show um so it's very adult lots of violence lots of swearing um, but it's, it basically stars Jason Sudeikis, which, uh, from SNL Ted Lasso fame, he plays a hitman who's on a job in Japan. It goes awry. He escapes as he's escaping. Um, he ends up going to the mountains of Japan to escape and he collapses and these monkeys find him like those monkeys you see, like in, in like where they live in the snow, Charlie, where they have like the hot tubs or whatever, like the, the, the hot springs and they hang out there. Um, always getting found by monkeys so they bring him into the 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 hot springs they bring him back to life they give him some goo they put in his mouth uh to bring him back to life well one of the monkeys one of the monkeys looks at him and he's basically saying i think he's a violent man tells his other monkey friends i don't think he should be here he gets pissed off the monkeys fight they banish the monkey saying you know you're causing damage and pain these monkeys are not speaking human language. They're just talking to each other. Monkeys, I guess is best way to say it. Well, crap hits the fan. Humans do come and invade. Uh, and essentially, the these bad dudes take out all the monkeys. Sorry, spoilers. But this kind of leads up to like what's going to happen. Uh, Jason Sudeikis' character dies, but he comes back as a ghost. And he then starts talking to the monkey. And the monkey essentially becomes a hitman to... <laughs> to revenge the people that killed all the monkeys in him. It's bizarre, weird, goofy, but Jason Sudeikis is great. He's playing a hitman that's very witty, snappy, very funny. So that is, that is your boy, Ted Lasso. So I understand why it's a big deal for you. I, got well, I mean, Jason Sudeikis is great. I mean, he's a he's a good actor. He's very funny, very off the cliff. This is, he's not playing Ted Lasso, Charlie. So sorry. And there's no sports in this. So you might actually like it. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I don't know. And it's oh, I'm sorry. You said it was on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yeah, it's it's okay. 22 All minutes right. long. Every episode. All right. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a stab. I'm sure I'll, I'll give you permission to continue to harass me about that. It's OK. I think the writing's pretty good. I mean, it, it, like I said, there's some jokes. It kind of felt like Archer. If Archer had a monkey that would be an archer is dead that would be it this is basically archer ghost of archer with a monkey i'm pretty sure archer totally had a monkey at some point so but where's archer I, a ghost maybe i quit watching the show they ended up doing a lot of shit so i maybe there was a ghost season i you, somebody get somebody somebody get us on twitter about that i don't i don't know i, I don't called know. it the sexorcist <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god! Oh, all right. Okay. Anything else? Is that a wrap? We are we are we getting that out of this? We get out of this that dump. Is it. <laughs> yes, we're gonna we're gonna get ourselves out of the geek easy. So Charlie, when we leave the geek easy, we always need a break to a better place where the mutants have been vaccinated and everyone gets along, and that's the Thunderdome. Welcome. 
Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome for a topic or game to keep the mutants entertained. And this week, Charlie, you picked the topic, and that is essentially international distribution. And I know you're like saying, Todd, I did not come for like a <laughs> a business uh, Hold on. business school Wait. topic. <laughs> Yes, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Let me get my laser pointer. Uh, exactly. This, th- this is Shizor. He's mine, and he always will be. Uh, oh, damn, my Stormtrooper fell over. All right, all right. Sorry, delay of game. Yes. Sorry, Stormy. There we go. So, yes, this is go. not a business class. This is not – you don't have your. You don't have to have your syllabus prepared uh, to study along with us. But really, it's, it's how these deals hamper how the geeks – we are can absorb right. material. I have one that I can actually speak to that I'm a little pissed off about. That's not available here. I don't know how to even get it. I, I've been uh, basically blocked everywhere. There's been other shows that eventually come back to different deals, but once again, it's it's essentially now that we live in a global economy, global entertainment. It just entertainment seems, economy. Yes, exactly. exactly. It's it's kind of silly we still have these. But to your point, Charlie, I'll I'll let you introduce the topic in regards to. What you were talking about in the exactly know, easy, this is a reality now for one of your favorite properties, right? And this comes uh, directly from TrekMovie.com, which is, is kind of our preferred news source uh, for Star Trek over on Code Forty Seven. Now biweekly, we've decided to. And I tell you, Todd, I understand why you do co-op mode biweekly because it's a whole lot uh, easier. Um, on the schedule, but it, it gives us a chance to put on a better program. So I'm excited about that. We got some exciting stuff coming up. Plug, 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 plug. But anyway, I had mentioned Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery, uh, which we're going to, by the time you listen to this program, will be available on Paramount Plus. Had previously been available internationally on Netflix outside of North America. That will no longer be the case. Uh, now, basically, uh, yeah, uh, CBS Viacom just announced the series is moving to Paramount Plus internationally. The hitch to that being that Paramount Plus doesn't currently exist internationally, and this has fans around the world absolutely destroying CBS Viacom on social media for reasons that make a hell of a lot of sense. Because again, this release date has been out there for three months or two months. Since two months, two months and an odd couple of weeks uh, after Star Trek Day, which was in early September, um, and they decide to drop this right now, pushing uh, Paramount and, and announcing that Paramount Plus will drop in uh, Europe and essentially, you know, other parts of other parts of the world in 2022. Um, this has gone over as big as the Todd. You've been following the news about the Haslab Rancor, I assume. <laughs> is is the buzz not hot? <laughs> I don't know. No, no. The uh, yeah, the the Haslab Rancor just is a is has been the first turd. No, excuse me, it's not the first turd. First turd that Haslab, oh, the people over at Hasbro it's had <laughs> was it was a Cookie Monster yeah. did not get made. It's really starting to look like the Rancor, which was released as an unpainted uh, sample. Uh, and it really, again, on Friday, there's going to be another fan first presentation because they decided to roll out their first tier drops, which were a small collection of plastic bones and a cardboard backdrop and numbers actually I'm started sold. to go back. That's what I was waiting Number- for, Charlie, the iconic ba- cardboard and bones. The, the uh, backers started to retreat. They're losing numbers. So uh, this is, to me, not uh, entirely... 
a potential situation. So uh, in the USA and Canada, and then for Picard and, and Lower Decks uh, being on Amazon, uh, being available on Amazon internationally, those will remain. Uh, but for the other folks looking to get Discovery, they've now found out days before the show that they were planning on and been waiting for for a you know almost a year basically the better the better part of this year uh at least nine months uh it's, it's not going down like that so <sighs> people are losing their minds we're getting the change the change.org worthless petitions rolled out there i mean tad what's the solution for something like this what can people do to not give in to piracy which is is bad piracy is what not only kills entertainment in general by stealing ad, you know, a, you know, revenue, I would say ad dollars, cause that's the way it was back in the old days, but just mm-hmm. revenue dollars. But, um, but really, you know, erodes the industry and erodes, you know, kind of consumer confidence and all this, what can people do? Um, because we will never endorse that in, on, on any of our shows talking about piracy. And it's something that we're very strict about on our social media and our commentators. What can people do? What, what can people do to find this program? What can they do? So, I mean, uh, yeah, this is not ideal. I, I did see that they announced back in August, Charlie, that they were launching Paramount Plus into the UK right. in 2022. So they, they have announced they had plans, but obviously they weren't going into details of like that they would take your stuff away before then on the way you get it now, which I think is a shitty thing to do. It's kind of like until you give people an option, you shouldn't remove right. that option because it's not like you're saying it's leaving Netflix, but Paramount Plus is available now. Uh, so right. that's. That's a that's a bad well, situation. And, and again, the, the 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 fervor at the end of September. And again, I I was I was pretty direct on a lot of the groups that I follow. People losing their shit that oh my god, Star Trek Voyager is gone from Netflix. Uh, Star Trek: uh, The Next Generation is gone from Netflix. This is so unfair. It's so look, people. It's an old show. It exists in physical media, and it's also available on Hulu and Amazon Prime, and most famously. Paramount Plus here in the U.S. and Canada, which will be its permanent home because they own the property. Yes. So for people, people were shitting themselves over this all over Facebook. And I'm like, people, you put on, put on your thinking caps, which is a, a, a an exercise in futility for many people, as you know. But I saw this happening in the fall of 2017 when Discovery came out and CBS All Access, which was the predecessor to Paramount Plus, was launched. Of course, that's why they launched their own streaming service. They want to warehouse all of their own properties so that you will continue to subscribe to their thing to watch new things that come out of the gaps in between. Star Trek fans like myself are famous for just leaving the shit out in the background. Leaving the shit on in the background. And streaming services make that very easy because you don't have to get, God forbid, get up and take a disc out and put it back and do this and do that. Why can't people, you know, or even just, even to purchase it digitally, you can buy it on Vudu. Oh, I just won't do that because I want it the way that I want it. Well, things are going to change. Sometimes there's going to be a solution that's easy, which is the situation I was describing. And sometimes you're going to be, it's going to be a situation that's very inequitable, which is kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. This one is is like the worst situation because I mean, to get this, to get discovery now, if you don't live in the U S what you most likely have to do is subscribe to it in the U S you wouldn't have Mm -hmm. access to it because they can tell your, 
not in the US. Your your devices may not even work like in the UK. Right. You may not even be able to get the app. So that's that's a difficult thing. Maybe right. you can watch it through a browser, and that's where a VPN would come into play. A VPN just tells people right. it just it's basically spoofs your identity where you live, but you still have to pay for the content. You're not like stealing right. content, you're just accessing With, yeah. it from another location where it's not currently supported. And uh, there are, and I've certainly heard advertised, and I, I would encourage people to hit the Googs, Google, uh, and, and research this a little bit better about, you know, these VPN services where you can do, I've heard them advertised on various podcasts. One of them is not coming to mind for me right now. But again, taking money away, and it might seem like, well, I'm just one person and they're a huge corporation and screw them and blah, blah, blah. If all the, if, if all the lemmings are jumping over the, the edge of the cliff and taking money away, Less things are going to get made. Money has to exist. Re- revenue has to exist. Don't give in to the dark side. Find another way. If you have to wait, it sucks that you have to wait. If you get spoiled, it sucks that you get spoiled. But don't don't turn yourself away from the light. You know, still remember to embrace what is good in supporting original content, supporting creators, um, and just have it, it's a it's a bad it's a it's a bad beat. I agree with you. It's a poor. Poor business decision. Uh, if you know, and again, people pay with their wallet. So if if enough rancor is made over it, maybe it'll be a way to reverse the decision. Why? Why well, would Charlie? They I don't think they're gonna going to make enough rancors because they're not going to buy. People aren't going to buy enough rancors. <laughs> I know. I know. They're, it's it's less rancors. People don't want a gray rancor with a gray car. <laughs> the <laughs> the absolute best, and I saw this either on TikTok or on Instagram yesterday, was Tier Four Unlock, and it was a cutout of the rancor keeper, and somebody just going. <laughs> well that's going to be the next edition like with every subscription of disney plus you get a rancor <laughs> that's yeah exactly happen. but it'll, it'll be a little cardboard one on a stick exactly <laughs> exactly yeah yeah. So, yeah oh my god um, yeah so i mean ultimately the way these deals are working where you used to get everything in one service like a netflix that's right. not happening anymore right. netflix doesn't want to pay for content that they don't own so they're not going to bring these deals back so it's probably a situation where the deals were ending Star Trek or Viacom probably wanted X amount of dollars to keep it there, but they're also going to have their service. So it became a scenario of like, well, unless Netflix is going to pay us a crap ton of money, which they aren't, Netflix is going to stop playing big money for content that they don't own. So where do you put it then? Um, Hulu doesn't exist outside of the US. There's really not a lot right. of international services that are global. Disney Plus, I think, is the only one. We're not getting Star Trek on Disney Plus, guys. So I think we people just oh come on no I know bring it all in well you know yeah I'm I'm reminded and this was 20 years ago when I I worked for a small family owned business it was it was a large family owned business but still Uh, I was a a newspaper chain I worked for Todd you remember this called CNG newspapers back when I lived in Detroit and I remember one of these kind of come to Jesus meetings that uh, that the the guy who was responsible for the healthcare plan had to have this at one point and he said look. Things get more expensive. You're going to have to pay more things out of pocket. I think he was talking, this was when, when flex accounts were new, which flex accounts are the greatest thing in the whole wide world. Anybody who has kids knows in particular. But he started to kind of break the idea into it. He says, things are going to cost more. You're going to pay more. It's simply the way things are going. So it wasn't like back in the day, Todd, I'm sure your dad, your dad was a, a guy with GM, probably with the unions, right? And they paid for everything mm-hmm. all the time. And it was... It was it was gold back in you know the 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 baby boomer rush and things in the sixties and the seventies. That was that that was a way that someone could have a nice house and a nice neighborhood and you know have a one income family. And it's just things things change. And this is a great example of things are changing. And Todd, 
I always have a, a raz at your expense about that cord cutters group that you belong to. Because anytime you comment on one of those, it shows up in my feed, and I'm like, "Fuck these people! What 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 is wrong with They're these ridiculous. people?" Ridiculous. I want this thing and that thing, and I'm gonna. Why does it cost more? It costs more because it costs more. I thought okay? you said you were cord cutting, but you're getting all these services. I'm like, oh, geez, oh, Pete's. Yeah, you're not. It's still a cord. You still have a cord that runs exactly. from your wall into the back of a modem. That's your cord. Okay, yes. so there there is no cord cutting. Um, stuff is going to cost more, so you you have to bracket. You know, use a photography term. You have to bracket your exposure. You have to choose mm-hmm. what you're bringing into focus what you're seeing in a particular moment. So it could be, I love Game of Thrones, so I'm going to have HBO for six months, and then I'm going to drop it. Absolutely. Or I love, you know, Star- my wife loves that show Outlander, and it comes back early next year. So we'll have stars for six, uh, three months, and it'll go away. You know, so it's going to be, grab this, grab that, do an annual subscription. You know, uh, split the cost between your family members. Oh, no, did I say that out loud? That's not something we do. It might yeah. happen, but but somebody's still paying for it because there is no free lunch. If this if people don't put you know if people don't put it into the pot, nothing comes out of it. You can't you can't turn the heat on in a pot with no water in it and then throw some meat in and think it's going to cook. Yeah, but you I mean, understand you. I don't cook, but you understand my analogy. Absolutely, there there. So there are many ways to do this. We, like you said, Charlie, it's subscribe and then cancel. Oh, that's it's not difficult to do, folks. Put a reminder in your Outlook calendar, Charlie. I know sometimes <laughs> I have to remind you <laughs> about your calendar, but uh, put a reminder in your calendar and cancel it, and then you can right. subscribe again. That's the way this all works. Um, and ultimately, even if you want to do this, wait till the season's done. Then you can come back, get it for a month, and you've watched the whole thing, so you don't even have to wait. You can binge it and be done, get a trial. I don't care how you do it. Uh, and quite honestly, these days, there are a lot of ways to get services for free. Like I was just notified, T-Mobile will give me Paramount Plus for a year. That's a new addition. So that, that's I, that's fantastic. And, and I got with Verizon. I had one of one of the four years that I have Disney Plus was for free. And then you, John, and I, or I think did the three years on Disney Plus because it yeah. was like 140 bucks for three years. So there, there, there are always you know be, be a set. You know this all really boils down to. And Todd, you're, you're one of the more savvier consumers that I've ever known. Um, is being just that, just keeping your eyes open, mm-hmm. taking advantage of the opportunities that come along, and again, just knowing what you're getting yourself into and not not putting something on autopilot because again that's what they count on they want you to just be like i'm going to sign mm-hmm. up and let it ride and why do i pay two hundred dollars in services or the same reason why am i paying three hundred dollars for my cable bill well because you watch for you know it's a great example was my, my in-laws my wife was up at her parents house a couple of weeks ago i wasn't there um but it was one of these that they she talked them out of canceling their $300 a month direct TV bill and they watch three channels. So now they have, now they've cord cut because they have high speed internet and now they can watch, you know, my, my mother-in-law can watch the, 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 either the Hallmark channel or the Lifetime channel or whichever one that shows those horrendous Christmas movies that everybody loves so much, but she's, she, you know, she's joyful. And again, probably spending less than half, way less than half as much oh, sure. by, be, by being a savvy consumer, by not saying, okay, here's 500 channels and I will never watch more than five of them. Yeah, I do the same thing with sports. I don't, I don't 
I don't have a cable subscription, but I subscribe to like Sling when I want to watch uh, college sports for the season. I'll do that, and then I let go because I don't watch a lot of other sports. But I mean, it's there's no yeah. there's no all you can eat anymore. And if you want an all you can eat, you're going to pay a lot more for it. And then um, we just know though that these corporations are finally trying to figure out how they can just have their own service. That's why you see an expansion. You'll probably see some contraction. Like you'll see some joining. We're hearing now Discovery Plus and HBO Max may form because they're now one company. So that may happen. Uh-huh. Uh, now we're hearing about Disney Plus expanding their horizon to potentially include more adult content. Well, currently Hulu's mm-hmm. doing that, right? So they have the Disney Plus, right? Um, but it's not. But but at Disney Plus in Australia, because I hear the Weekly Planet guys talk about that. That's where De- you can watch Deadpool on Disney Plus. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and it's like you said, Star, about- Star, Star overseas, they call Stan, it Star. Stan, Stan. Or, or that's a service in Australia, but well, no. But they um, in Disney, the international version of Disney Plus has, includes Star, gotcha. which includes okay. all the Hulu content. So, and it's, oh. it's uh, age gated and all that stuff. So, because Hulu doesn't gotcha. exist internationally, so we could right. potentially see Hulu go away and just it all goes to Disney Plus. Might be age gated. I don't think it's going to get any cheaper. I think you're going to see Disney Plus is now two X, but you get all this new content. I don't know. Right. Getting what you're paying for. And like I said, bundling content, I noticed that, you know, my uh, renewal to Paramount Plus, because we do an annual because of all the Star Treks, and that's where I've kind of transitioned over to watching even all my old Star Treks there, because I'm like, well, you know, I got to get used to it. But uh, about a month or so ago, they said, add Showtime, and it's only, you know, your $100 a year uh, thing will be $130. I'm like, $30 a year for Showtime, which is normally $12 or $15 a month. Sign me up. So now we have Showtime and we can watch Dexter because there's a new version of Dexter out and we can watch Ray Donovan, which is a show we watch. And they have movies. I mean, every once in a while, April and I just want to skim through and watch a movie. We watched The Town on HBO Max last night, which was a 10-year-old movie. And we watched something else on Showtime or something. So you just, it's good to have the choices. I mean, when I sit down and we're like, oh, we want to watch a movie, I try to pick the streaming service I visited the least frequently, the least recently to get maybe something I haven't seen. So it's a rodeo, you know, Amazon prime. If you have prime, you know, blah, blah, blah. It can be included in this and that. So just there are tips and tricks. Just be a savvy consumer, pay attention and just be accepting of the fact that it's just, it's going to cost what it's going to cost. And if you don't like it, nobody's holding a gun to your head. You don't have to pay. There is options. If you don't want to pay, there are now all these services like Tubi, Crackle. Uh, there's some other ones too. I forgot that Roku even has a channel now too, where they just show stuff and it's free. It's all ad supported. I think they have a James Bond channel, which shows all just James Bond movies. It's not, a, I don't think it's video on demand. I think it's just live. So it's like, you can't pause it. You can't rewind it but you're kind of just there for it. They even may have like some of the local channels get an antenna. There's a channel here that shows Star Trek next generation. It shows a lot of the Star Trek shows, but once again, it's over the air, but it's there. I don't know if discovery plus will ever or discover or discovery Star Trek discovery <laughs> or those shows will ever be there, but it Star, is an Star, option. Star Trek discovery plus. So yes. anyway, to put a cap on this, cause we could ramble for a goodly long, a goodly, a bigly long time. Uh, just be smart. Uh, keep your eye out. And if you're really looking for tips and tricks, I think you should follow Todd Oxtra on the socials because he's going to keep you filled in. So uh, Todd, as we wrap things up 
And as I gave you that nice segue, why don't you tell people where they can find you on socials? Oh, yeah. Um, follow me at Tioxtra on Twitter. Uh, that's the primary primarily place the primary place I am in the socials. Uh, every once in a while, I'll go, we'll go on the Facebook group. But it's really Tioxtra on the Twitters. So check me out there. And Charlie, Todd, you. Todd is a born-again Twitterite. Uh, I am still coming along. You can find me on Twitter um, at the at V C three spelled out T H E C E E T H R E E the C three uh, for my random comments. You get all that down. You trust me. You can, and even if you just punch in my name, I'll come up as well. Uh, I do also run social media uh, across the boards for the USS Grand Petoskey. Uh, search us out, and of course, Secret Friends Unite uh, is on Twitter. We run a great Facebook group, as we have since 2013, and we can find us sporadically on Instagram. But with that, I'm going to close this on out. I'm going to tell you, friends, as always, thank you for listening, that sharing is caring, and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Hit monkey, we need you. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.